everybody. Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 76 in year two. And do we have some freaking news for you on this podcast? Because something, the greatest source of material that we said you can get from Batman might be coming back. But we're not going to talk about it right now because we got some other things to actually talk about beforehand. And we're going to jump into this one right away, Clay, because you said you watched it. What were your thoughts on Batwoman? So, of course, this is the first appearance of Javicia Leslie, Leslie as Batwoman, as Ryan Wilder. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a lot of things to say negatively, and I think that's more so because of the writing. I, I still feel like the CW needs to do something about their, their writers. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, but it just feels like there is not a whole lot that, you know, they can really do as of right now, unfortunately. Yeah. But I like, like, there, so there is one scene. There's one scene where she is in the suit for the very first time taking down some thugs. Mm-hmm. I felt that that was something that an actual person that found the bat suit would probably yeah. do and act. And I'm like, okay, that is well perceived. I think. I think that was well done, but everything else was just a snores fest, like overacting, boring. Um, For some reason, the uh, I think it was like several trailers showed the Batmobile. Yeah, and it looked really cool. I am pretty sure ninety five percent of the Batmobile was CGI'd. Really. Yeah, I heard there was logistical nightmares with it. I don't know why. Like, I don't, I don't understand why it's a car. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, they, they legitimately, they legitimately made the Batmobile here more like a sportster. Yeah, and so it should have been easy to -hmm. do it, and then just you know do the CGI on the inside to make it look like more Batman. Yeah, but for some reason during the car chase, it looked horrendous. It looked horrible. And it took me out of the it took me out of the whole thing. And like Ryan Wilder beat the crap out of freaking um oh my god, I forgot his actual name. Hush. Um mm-hmm. uh, what, I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's wearing Bruce Wayne's face. Yeah. And I thought that was gonna be a really big thing in season two. They finished it within the first episode. And really? She, yeah. She literally beat the face off of him. Like his face fell off, like the movie Face Off? Yeah. Like you don't see it happen. Like you uh-huh. see her punch and then like the camera like goes up to where you can only see her. Blood uh-huh. is flying all over the place. You see it like splattering all over her, like yeah. past her and all this other stuff. And next thing you know, the camera pans down and the mask of Bruce Wayne literally looks like like a large piece of baloney. It yeah. was just like sliding off of his face. Huh? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, well we're done with that, I guess. Um, and then Alice is still the big bad right now. So. Yeah. That just... So, so I will say this because I'm already like talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it if you want to but I'm going to share a spoiler right here and now. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems 
And this could definitely be like the um, catch 22 of what happened with the whole Ruby Rose thing or whatever. But her going missing, quote unquote, is possibly just them killing her off. Really? Because she is apparently on a plane Mm -hmm. that she her the whole point was for her to go to National City Mm -hmm. for Supergirl to destroy a piece of kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And apparently she didn't do it. Um, she then like got on the plane again to go back to Gotham and the plane crashed like it blew up in the sky and a part of the plane fell. And that's how Ryan Wilder found the Batsuit. But that's all she found was the Batsuit. She didn't see Kate Kane. Yeah. And nobody can find Kate Kane's body. So, huh. of course, in CW shows, if there's no body then somebody can definitely come back. That's just a rule of comic books as well. But it could very well be like, oh, she's just, she's dead because that's what most of the characters think that happened. Mm -hmm. So. Huh. Um, I, and I don't know if this was confirmed in the episode or not, but I, I was already not going to watch this show, but I got even more turned off by it when I sent you that CBR title that said Ryan Wilder like talks about her criminal past yeah, with her parole yeah. officer. So yeah, she does have a criminal past and she, that it, it, she makes kind of like a monologue speech when they finally right. find out that it's cause, cause both Luke Fox and uh, Kate Kane's stepsister mm-hmm. see that the bat suit is active. And so they click on the GPS, they go find her. They mm-hmm. see that it, it's this random woman and she, and they basically tell her, like, you don't deserve to wear that suit. Like, you're just an ordinary person. Yeah. And she's like, I am an ordinary person. I'm this, this, this. And like, I'm a cellmate, blah, 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 blah. This is all I am. I'm just a number, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they straight up be, they straight up say, well, if you're just a number, you know that, you know, you're not a hero. Mm hmm. And they were really like just driving in the nail of like, hey, this is a black hero, you know? Yeah. Um, which, I mean. They always it, do that with the female characters. It Why? Is, it is what it is. No, well, I mean, Black Lightning. Black Lightning is very much in that realm. Mm-hmm. and But they built the show off of that. Yeah. So it works very well there. Here, you just know that like, okay, this is definitely just because of everything that's happened. And they're trying to write it as like, hey, this is always what we meant to do, even though this is not what they've always meant to do because Ruby Rose left, like, yeah, clearly. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise was that uh, Ryan Wilder wants to kill the person who killed her foster mom. Mm-hmm. And we find out that that is Alice. Ah, okay. Yeah. So... That shows that there can be still a connection between Batwoman and Alice. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't know it. Like, she doesn't know the relationship between Alice and whoever. She hasn't even met her yet. So that'll be yeah. in the future. So Interesting. Um, I'm going to hearken on this again. I don't understand why we always have to make our people of color criminals. Uh, I, I got something to say about that in the next Batman as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah i'm just kind of like that turned me off even more i was like why why do they always have to be criminals like is we want to break this stigma but it's like oh yeah 
like yeah they're criminals like what the fuck like i don't know I, I don't really care about the show to be honest i didn't really hear any great things about it personally but i can also say that i didn't care so all um, i'm i'm waiting for february that's all i'm waiting for uh february 23rd mm -hmm. um superman lois lane they're gonna fight master chief he was okay. in the trailer today <laughs> they're like the halo guy Dude, he told like I don't know who it is. It's like a mysterious new villain, uh -huh. and he totally looks like Master Chief, armor and all. All right, that's yeah. uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, but sticking in the realm of, I guess it feels like it's going CW now. Uh, yeah. Titans. So this, I, I, I sent you a message saying, "Hey, they just casted this character." Yeah. And I know you were probably busy. So I was like, you know what? I'll just put it in the discord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I feel like it could have been the, uh, what's that meme? What is the, what is the movie from? Oh, from freaking guardians of the galaxy. Uh, what's mm -hmm. the going? Who? That was basically yeah. you. That was basically yeah. you when you looked at who it was. Oh, and, taser face. Yeah. Or whoever yeah. it is. Yeah. And so we got a casting for Batgirl. Uh, her name, let me see if I can find it. Uh, I already forgot. Jessica. She's not a well-known actress from no, my understanding. No, she is not. She is uh, not well-known at all. And I made the argument in our Discord about why they are probably doing that. You know, yeah, cheaper actors, better profit, basically, is the way I put it. And WB or HBO Max or Warner Media whoever you want to blame is hoping that mm -hmm. good acting comes along with it. This person is named, I have it right here, or I thought I had it right here. Womp, 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 no, womp. it is not even on here. What the heck? All right. Well, the biggest thing about her though, while Clay looks up her name, yeah. uh, is she is actually a, what is, is it paraplegic is the right name? Is that wrong? She has one leg. She has one leg. I don't know. She has if a prosthetic leg. I don't know so. if paraplegic is the right thing, but yeah, I can also feel like amputee is maybe offensive. Ye so I don't. Is it? Oh, damn. That'd be, uh, I mean, possibly. I don't know um, the correct terminology, to be completely honest. And yeah. I will admit that I am ignorant in this area of expertise or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I apologize for anybody who may take offense into that. But I am seeing right here, her name is Savannah Welsh. Mm -hmm. And she is going to be Barbara Gordon. Uh, she did have an accident um, when, I can't remember when, but that accident actually um, caused her to amputate her leg. Yeah. Correction. Paraplegic means uh, like paralyzed. So that's wrong. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So she is. Uh, is it wrong to say disabled? Like I, I don't even know. Like no, no, no. no. That's no, fine. That is. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she has a disability. I think that's the right way. The yes. way you could say it. Um. But the first thing I said was like, my immediate thing was who because I had never heard of this person before, and then I was like, all right, this feels very CW. This feels like a huge CW move here. And the reason why I say that is we know the CW 
is all about inclusion. Like they go above and beyond when it comes to inclusion. And I applaud that. I applaud that because there needs to be more companies like that. But I've also, as somebody who does want diversity and more inclusion in things, I've also said that you can go a little overboard and go a little too far with it because it eventually does get to a point where it feels like pandering. Uh, I'm not saying that this is a pandering move. I just felt it felt like something the CW would do. Um, but I did have a lot of questions with she it. She was hit by a vehicle, an accelerated vehicle. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Um, um, in 2016. So it was recent, five years. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, so yeah, so with this particular thing, like it, it made me ask a lot of questions, right? I was like, is this meaning she's never going to be Batgirl? Or are we going to like, if she gets, if she does eventually become Batgirl, are we going to see the whole thing? Like she's going to have a prosthetic leg as Batgirl, or are they just going to CGI her leg in the show to where it looks like she has two legs, but she's paralyzed because of the Joker, Asada, you know, whatever, whatever. And then if you do this in the future, it's easy to mask this because you would just get a stunt woman to do the fighting parts. And then you would always have her in the suit and you would just shoot her from a certain angle where you don't see her other leg. Yeah, like, there's a whole yeah. bunch of movie magic that yeah, can possibly you, 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 now I will say that it may run into like their budget. Yeah. Now I will you know, HBO Max seems to have a nice budget, mm-hmm. but we also haven't seen them really do anything with that budget, knowing that Beast Boy can only turn into a tiger when that's not the case in the comics. You know, well, technically they haven't had the HBO budget yet. For these shows, I don't think. Because technically they were on DC Universe. I don't know if that's the same budget. That's so, true. That's true. So we will see what happens. Because HBO has no problem fucking CGI in a dragon. A badass looking dragon. That is true. So that is we'll very, see very what true. happens. But, um, like, yeah, so it, it, it made me ask a lot of questions. But at the same time, it does bring up that whole thing. Like, because I'm... I don't know. I'm not on Twitter a lot. I, you know, I, I tweet every once in a while, but I'm not on there enough to read shit. So I don't know how this was viewed on Twitter. Was it praised because of like, oh, they gave a, dis- a disabled person a role that I don't think a whole lot of people knew about it. Like, to okay. be really honest, neither did I. Um, mm-hmm. When I w- shared it to another group chat that I was a part of, uh, I had somebody say, oh, man, you know, uh, Titans has been so cool about inclusion. Yeah. First, it was Jericho, and I was like, okay, he was legitimately deaf, so mm-hmm. what's up with this person? Like, what do you mean inclusion? Like, for me also, I was like, okay, well, Jericho was, uh, you know, freaking uh, uh, um, a person of color as well, Yeah, and Savannah Welsh is white, so I'm like, what inclusion are you talking about? Like, what, do you, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, and then somebody shared me. Uh, shared with me her wiki, which mm-hmm. showed that she is uh, an amputee. She does have a disability. Yeah. Okay, cool. That actually can work out. You know, she may have experience in a life of a will, like with a wheelchair. Yeah. Just because she has a prosthetic leg doesn't mean she doesn't use a wheelchair, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I am interested to see how they are going to portray her because wasn't there rumors that she is going to be more of like possibly a commissioner. Oh, that would be interesting. I thought that. Oh, yeah, I, it could be. 
like I early early reports saying that like um the whole point is that she is taking over for Jim Gordon. Yeah. Huh. That would be interesting if she's not going to be in a wheelchair and she is just going to be there. But again, that that's where I ask the question. Okay. Cause I guess you could mask that, right? Like you can have the bottom of her prosthetic leg be a shoe and she just always wears pants. Like you or can mask that. If she, if she follows in her father's footsteps and just wears that really long coat that can yeah. mask everything, you know? Yeah. But my thing is that they are going to go with the inclusion thing. And they're like, why do we, she doesn't have a leg. Let's write that into the script. How did she lose it? That's the big question you have to ask. Did Joker cut it off? Did she, was she in an accident? Instead like, you know what I mean? Her, he cut off her leg. Jesus. Yeah. Boy. Like, you know what I mean? Like how, how would they write it in? Or is it just going to be Barbara Gordon was born with no leg? You know what I mean? Like, I'm very intrigued on how they're going to do that. Um, because again, this is, uh, it's not going to be the first iteration of Batgirl because she was in 66. Um, but it's the first Batgirl since then. So, you know, in live action, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. no. Because no, no, Birds no. of Prey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was... Uh, uh, two- Birds of Prey? Yeah, 2004? Two- no, oh, four. the show that got like 10 episodes or whatever? Yeah, it got one season. But, yeah. Uh, there was Batgirl there, which uh, it's the redheaded chick from yeah. uh, uh, Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had an awesome bat suit. And then throughout the entire season, she was Oracle. Yeah, and then I forgot Alicia Silverstone was fucking Batgirl, too. Yeah. See, two Batgirls you just don't remember. (laughs) And so, like, this is kind of how it is. But anyways, I remember the animated series one way more than that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm just interested. But this also, like, this casting, right, it brings up that discussion because people want this more, right? They're like, there's always that outcry when a person that is not disabled gets a disabled role, right? There's always that outcry. So this counteracts that. It's like, look. This person is disabled. They got a disabled role. But how far do you push this? Does it, because like everybody's like, you shouldn't be able to do that. Like trans people, if they're trans, that should only go to trans people. And it's like, all right, you're get, you're starting to take away the acting part of acting. You know what I mean? Like if only like only straight people can play straight roles, you're fucking cutting out so many gay actors. Like after that, you know what I mean? Like how far do we go with this? I guess movement, well, I guess. See, here's, here's the thing that, that I have seen more so on Twitter and, you know, about that conversation. Mm-hmm. So the social norm and how Hollywood has been is white, straight actors. Yeah. Everything else was basically either completely removed, submissive, like, like submerged or whatever you want to use the terminology mm-hmm. for. From what I can grasp is and i'm totally for it because i i honestly don't care too much about it Mm -hmm. it's like gay characters can play straight characters yeah because that's including them into something else Mm -hmm. um because i don't think anybody would be like man who's gonna play this straight white character oh it has to be a straight white actor like Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to happen but because gay actors or just you know the act of being gay was, you know, pushed aside for so long Mm -hmm. in America. When that role comes up, then yeah, give it to somebody who is gay. Yeah. That should be something that you should do. Mm -hmm. So I think 
when it comes to the social norm, anybody should have that, you know, opportunity to play that role. But whenever it comes to those specifics, trans, yeah, gay, bisexual, mm-hmm. you know, anything like that, somebody who's disabled. Now, I do understand and I know, well, I'm pretty sure I can't find her on Twitter because she possibly blocked me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should still be able to see like if she blocked you or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but we used to have somebody that was kind of a big voice in the disabled acting and comic book world. Yeah. Um, I'm sure she is ecstatic about this, mm-hmm. but for me, I would assume and people can cancel, cancel me for this if I said something wrong here, but I feel like anybody could sit in a wheelchair and act. Yeah. But I can understand when you want somebody to relate to that character. For sure. For sure. No, I understand it. And and I get like this person's been through it, whether that's been like, you know, they were in the closet and all that jazz. I totally understand that. Like you can pull from real emotions. But I think the thing is, the problem is when I hear this argument is it's not that disabled people should always play disabled roles. It's that disabled people are not getting the chance to play normal roles. And that's the problem. Yeah. So it shouldn't be that every time there's a disabled character in a story, it should be played by a disabled person. It should just be that somebody who is disabled should be able to get the same fucking shot as a Leonardo DiCaprio or something at a big time role. Yeah. That's what the problem, that's how you fix it. Um, and hopefully that's where I would want it to be done because I would like to see big time actors try to play a role that they've never experienced before. You know what I mean? That's the thrill of acting. Like, holy shit, he made me believe that he's lived through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I think that's kind of where it goes. But the, I always, I know this conversation always comes up when this thing kind of happens. So I just wanted to touch on, upon it a little bit. Because I would love to see, you know, if this actress does really well in this role, right? And, you know, hopefully she be she's more of a superstar after this or whatever. I would love her to see see her to be able to headline movies in a role where they're not focused that she only has one leg. You know what I mean? Like you said, you could do movie magic, put her in every role. I think, I think it would be super annoying that like, if for some weird reason or accident, I lose an arm. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, we're looking for anybody who doesn't have an arm. Oh, well that's my first chance to be in Hollywood. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And then like, Hey, I'm going to typecast you for the guy with one arm. Yeah. That's, that's kind of boring. Yeah. So yeah. like cuz again, CGI, if you can make people monsters and shit, well, you can't make me have a regular well, arm. No, I always yeah. I always I always think back to um there was this stupid I I never saw the movie, but there's mm-hmm. this stupid movie about like a group of friends playing like the longest game of tag. Oh yeah, tag. That's what the movie's called. Jeremy Renner broke mm-hmm. both arms. Yeah. During that movie. I don't know how. I don't know how either. But they CGI'd his arms. Yeah. And I'm like, if you can do that for a non-blockbuster movie, Mm -hmm. you should be able to do something like that if I only have one arm. Yeah. Give me a role with two arms. Yeah. And I won't be offended, I promise. Yeah. like that, And and I think that's what should happen, right? Everybody should be like just judged off their acting abilities. 
But until Hollywood adapts that mindset of like, we're going to give everybody, no matter skin color or disability, uh, an equal shot, then that's why you'll always hear people complain about people playing certain roles. Um, but anyways, jumping over from the CW slash HBO Max crossover, what could be connected to all of these shows going forward is possibly the DCEU now. Although technically we saw that. But yes, even more it, so. But here, and here's the thing. So, of course, we all saw that with Crisis on Infinite Earths, the CW crossover. We saw uh, Urza Miller. Like we we all saw that happen, and you know we all witnessed Urza getting his name, the Flash, mm-hmm. for the very first time. Like that is probably 100% real. Yeah. Now, a couple of weeks ago. We actually talked about this either last episode or the episode before. And Saranoff uh, was uh, on a interview, something, and she said that the DCEU is all connected, and they're working on you know basically making a plan for that. Mm-hmm. There are reports, and somebody that I know just randomly said, Oh, maybe it's from people from this website. I don't know their credibility. I don't know anything about them, but they said, Oh, there are plans for Berlanti. Like uh, there are rumors or reports that uh, Hamada has confronted Berlanti on quite possibly being the Kevin Feige of the Mm -hmm. EU. Now don't get me wrong. We never saw the Berlanti Green Lantern movie that he wanted back in 2011, it probably could have been really, really cool. We don't Mm -hmm. know. But we do know that he was able to successively create a giant universe on the CW. Mm -hmm. It's not very far-fetched. Yeah. But I feel like this is quite possibly just taking the words of what Ann Saranoff said a couple weeks ago and creating a story out of nothing yeah. so that way it generates clicks and possibly just makes wb look good right now yeah yeah berlanti is not somebody i would want to do this um we've had many years of what he has done and just speaking to that inclusion thing it seems like he puts that diversity and all of that over his like a good story you know what i mean like I don't want every movie to be a love fest and a love triangle. And Iris saying we are the flash. Like I do not want that kind of I shit saw, in the movies. I saw a TikTok. <laughs> I, like, saw a TikTok. I don't know if you, like, we basically have the same for you page. Yeah. I saw a TikTok that was like, um, tell me uh, the one scene from a TV show that made you turn it off at that moment. And it was that scene where Iris said that we are the Flash. Yeah, <laughs> that is regarded as one of the worst like lines. Like oh, that's up God. there with the "We got this" in fucking Endgame. Like fucking woman moment of like, everybody like, oh, oh we yeah. got this. Yeah. No yeah. man in the area at all. Uh, yeah, those are just some of the worst. God damn, we are the Flashes. Yeah, I think that the Flash died at that moment. Um, but yeah. Uh, I would not want Berlanti to be ahead of this. Like, you know, what he did on the CW was cool. Not going to lie. Did it before Marvel, like in the MCU. You know what I mean? You can't hide that or you can't take that away from him. 
as even though it's not oh but it wasn't done in the movies it doesn't matter they did it like you know what i mean yeah um and yeah it was cool like when i was watching the series like that when they went to that nazi planet that shit was awesome and i was just like that is a fucking i, cool I still episode. think most people think that is the best crossover oh uh, for real like because yeah. it it felt like it didn't feel like four separate episodes. It felt like one full story. Yeah, it felt. And like that was why everybody likes it. And that's the one thing I hate about crossovers. It's like, oh, this is the Flash episode. It's like, yeah, no, I want the story. Give me the story. Yeah. So it is what it is. But um, again, since Berlanti just did that, I don't want him to do it again on a bigger scale. Yeah. Like so. I would hope that it is more, even if that is true, that Hamada talked to him, he'd be like, hey, give me some notes. You're not in charge, but give me some notes on what you would do to fix all of this, what we got going on here. You know what I mean? And so, uh, but you're not in charge. Like, so, because I wouldn't mind, Hamada has been doing fine. You know what I mean? Uh, we won't know how successful Wonder Woman would have been in a regular you know setting but here's the thing like i think what their initial plan was or what their initial plan turned out to be could mm. possibly be their best thing and i'm afraid that like their connected plan is gonna turn into like hey every movie and tv show has to line up with this story yeah i don't want that they're no. the initial like what it would have turned into was mm -hmm. hey all of these different characters live on the same earth they have yeah. their separate stories and then every now and again they team up mm -hmm. for like a justice league movie or a justice society movie or freaking you know batman superman or you know just any one of those things yeah and like i understand that people have been conditioned for like the marvel way or whatever but like I feel like, like, I honestly feel like what could have happened is we have all of these movies. And of course, Shazam, I think, is the last movie on the entire lineup for what is already planned. Like, yeah. if Shazam ended with, like, something really big, like, to the point where they needed the Justice League, mm -hmm. that could be your entry point to a Justice League movie. You don't need all of them to introduce this Justice League movie, you know, yeah. and then have it a couple more movies after the Justice League movie. And then, OK, Aquaman three is the one that's last on the lineup. Have that one kind of lead you into the next Justice League movie like yeah. to do it like that. I think that would be so much easier. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens, because, um, you know, after this, we know that wonder woman 3 has been fast-tracked or greenlit or whatever the case is that might be gal's last movie unless she's going to go into a downey jr role um but we'll have to wait and see so i always said you use flashpoint as the oh we got to change out actors because their contracts are over movie yeah but because you're not going to get like mcu stuff like i applaud the mcu being like we just lost our big guys we're still just going forward we're not fucking recasting or anything. i mean they say that but there is now rumors that chris evans is coming back so yeah i heard those rumors too although he did tweet he's like that's news to me but we've heard that before mm -hmm. from plenty of people mm -hmm. um but yeah anyways uh to just knock out uh two of these other short things before we dive into the big entertainment news of the week 
Uh, David Ayer dropped a small Joker clip from the stuff we never saw. Yeah. The Ayer cut just to build hype. You know, like he's basically doing what Zack Snyder was doing now. Yeah. Every once in a while, he's going to drop something to keep the well, buzz going. The thing is, which I can appreciate a lot more with the air cut, is the reason why you want to see it more than you do the Snyder cut is that the fact that it's a completed movie. Yeah. That it's already done. Yeah. Um, so instead of still photos, black and white photos, he can legitimately share five second clips. Yeah. Of stuff we've never seen before. And it's like, oh shit. Like, yeah. And this was insane. the the one thing I wanted to see was the tuxedo Joker after the plane crash with half of his face burnt. And he's like telling somebody, which I'm assuming this was Harley teaming up with the group. He was saying, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yes. And so I'm like, dude, that's what everybody wanted to see. And like I the rumor was, I'm going to, I'm going to make a prediction. Mm-hmm. He's going to see Harley and Deadshot kind of like close to each other. And yeah. either Deadshot's going to like protect her doing something or she's going to protect him and Joker's going to make the connection. Oh, they just, they just fuck. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. Like that, yeah. that's what happened there. So that's, it, what, that's what air confirmed. He confirmed that uh, Diablo lives mm-hmm. that Harley and Deadshot hook up mm-hmm. and that we see a lot more Joker. Yeah. I don't know. That is the one thing I'll see. Hopefully, you know, after Zach's done with all his shit, he'll keep up with that little random note of like, yeah, I want to talk to David about his movie. So, yeah. And then, you know, go from there. Because I'm pretty sure Zach probably had an executive producer credit on that. I'd have to go back and look at the credits. I believe that he does. So hopefully he can be like, oh, there's something else I can work on or try to get, you know, something out of. Um, But speaking of that, speaking of Zack Snyder, uh, he confirmed correctly, right, that it is now going to be just a one-shot, four-hour movie. One-shot, four-hour movie. Um, a acquaintance of mine uh, made a hilarious video about it um, because there's a whole lot of people that are complaining that uh, they would never watch four hours of television, but yet they binge watch ten hours of The Office. Like, yeah, there's, and so he made a funny, like, old-school infomercial. It's like, mm-hmm. are you tired of? trying to watch TV while you're doing the dishes. Yeah. Are you tired of always hearing something really cool happening on TV while you're taking a crap? Well, yeah. now you can always have the pause button. And like he like has the Roku remote and he's like pausing it and stuff. It's hilarious. But like this is okay for it to be four hours. People yeah. are into it. People want the DVD release anyway, the Blu-ray release, whatever. Mm. But I mean – yeah, would it have been cool to have like all that buzz like every single week? Yeah, that would have been fun. But a lot of people have voiced their opinion on wanting it to be four hours. Yeah. And I'm okay with sitting down either two different days or four different days with my wife or friends or whoever, you know, after this whole COVID thing and watching it in parts if we need to. Like, yeah. But I will probably see it four hours the first day. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be do you think it was because people complained enough about four hours or do you think that it's more like WB's like, hey, we just kind of want to get this over with because we're moving in a new direction. I think it's more so that WB wants more theatrical releases. And so they will release this on HBO Max and theatrical release at the same time. Hmm. That'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I prefer it that way, to be honest, because again, 
I'm down to watch it. I'm more excited about a Suicide Squad movie. But the faster we get it out of the way, the faster we can just focus on the future of the DCEU instead of just like, oh, I can't wait for the next week. Oh, that cliffhanger means it's going to be Justice League 2 because technically, like, I just, I want, I still want it over with personally. Um, because the most exciting thing to come out of this freaking week is not that. I don't even know how Snyder fans would feel about this. I would think this would top this personally, for Batman fans at least. The Batman animated series is getting a sequel. Now, this could be either amazing or awful. Yeah, but you I'm talked still... about it a little bit on your stream the other day. Yeah. And you brought up a really good point. Would they, in fact, go back to the black paper? Yeah. What do you And mean? I don't think so. Uh, I think the manpower for that to be done is just not doable. And I think it's cheaper to do it digitally or whatever. But oh no, does- I think it would be cheaper to do I think it's I think it's cheaper to do 2D than it would be digital. You think so? But yeah. the quickness isn't as fast. And I think it's about speed and time. Because remember, it might be cheaper to do it like manpower wise, but you still gotta like I think you can work at a desk longer than you can draw, in my opinion. I think you can work on a PC. All right, I can copy this, paste, copy, paste. You can't do that with comics. It's like, all right, I drew one. Got to draw the next one. Slightly movement. Got to draw the next one. Slightly movement. Have you ever seen how they made Disney movies? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's fucking insane. It is insane. So, like, for them to do that and then on black paper, like, it, you know, are they going to bring back some of the same artists? Do the same artists still exist? You know what I mean? Like Bruce Tim is not affiliated with this, I don't think I want to watch it. My thing is... I think I can do without Bruce Tim. I need Paul Dini because Bruce yeah, Tim was more of the designer, whereas Dini was the mastermind with the stories. And I think that's what I want because it was Bruce Tim's idea, if I'm not mistaken, to change the animation style. And I don't like the second animation style when they switch. Really? It was Tim's idea to do that. I'm pretty sure that they wanted yeah. to do a refresh. And he was like, all right, well, we got new designs. We'll do this. Well, a lot of people out of this news, and I know like this is just the thing that is like we can always assume this will always happen with any franchise. Mm-hmm. Like people are now wanting Justice League and they've been wanting Justice League for sure. Yeah. But they they are assuming and hoping that with the return of Batman, the animated series, if it is true, mm-hmm. then maybe HBO Max would be more willing to come back for a justice league run and or movie because we did get the justice league versus the fatal five Mm -hmm. and there were rumors that there would be more justice league movies with the old cast yeah because this one was the fatal five had just the original like trinity actors Mm -hmm. and didn't have anybody else and so they were kind of just like testing the waters on like how that would sell how that would you know play out and i think it did pretty well and i think that they would really enjoy like because michael rosenbaum the voice of wally west flash on the old justice league cartoon was Mm -hmm. able to get all of the actors together on his podcast and they did like a small little thing like these people want to do it oh yeah for sure and i mean who doesn't want a job especially right now (laughs) um but here's the thing right We've said it on this podcast a million times. 
Batman animated series is the best source of Batman material you can get your hands on. Yes. Um, it's, it's amazing. I don't even know. Have you finished it? No, I had to take a break from it because it got taken off of DC universe, which uh, DC universe infinite launched today. Um, yeah. But, uh, but now it's on HBO max and I just need to get back to it. I yeah. am because I had to take a small hiatus from it. I've been watching uh, star Wars rebels. I am like literally five episodes away from finishing that. I might go back to uh, Batman or I know that I'm going to go back yeah. to Batman, the animated series after that. Nice. So yeah, my biggest concerns would be um, the animation style. Mm. Are they going to keep the original like first two seasons? Are they going to go with that third season or is it going to be new? Like if you don't have that boxy style, it'll take me out of it. Like I love that first chiseled Bruce Wayne. You know, he just looked like a built guy. You got to do the first episode in the brown suit, yellow pants. You just have to do that because he always wore the same <laughs> fucking suit. And you just got to You can change it up, but you got to do the first episode with. Well, that. I think I think for me, I'm wanting to know is will they adapt the adventures continues into the that's what I want to do back, or will they continue that with the show? Like like so we. So we will see a red hood and they'll be like, why aren't they like showing his origin? And people yeah. will be like, Oh, well you have to read the comic mm -hmm. to do that. Um, because that's, that's not something, I mean, that that's something that they have done before in the past with the, yeah. and adventures comics, but it also makes me question if, Oh shoot. What was I going to say? Uh, I lost it. Freaking, um, um, freaking teeny. Is there anything to do with Dini? I want Dini back because of those books. Oh yeah, for sure. They they did great. Oh, what I was gonna ask is, do you think that it will go the Young Justice route when it went onto a subscription service and maybe be a little bit more adult? So this is this is the one thing that I'm worried about. Okay. I don't mind it being darker or more adult because if you go back and ever look at interviews or watch interviews with Paul Dini or Bruce Tim talking about writing the animated series, since it was on public TV, they had to alter how they did things to make them even more dramatic. Like that one episode where Barbara Gordon's having nightmares and she dies, they were going to have, you know, commissioner, they were going to have her actually fall from the building and land on a car. And they're like, you can't do that. So they were able to alter that and have it from the perspective of inside the car of Gordon seeing her body hit the car, which yeah. is so much more dramatic. And you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. And those are just like great moments. But now on HBO Max, they wouldn't have something like that. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So I think that would be really cool. And they could tell some powerful stories. But if Bruce Tim is involved in this, we know that Bruce Tim has gotten really horny in his later years and Boobies. wants everybody to fuck everybody. You know what Boobies. I mean? Yeah. And look, I'm all about anime titties and everything. Uh, it's so funny because when my wife introduced me to Pinterest, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I can look at art. You know, this is like another version of like Instagram for me. Cool. Yeah. And like, I was like, I was, I was getting more into like Batman animated series stuff. And I was liking all those, adding them to some of my uh, Pinterest boards and all of a sudden, I looked up Bruce Tim and like boobs that, that yeah. was naked women boobs. I was like, mm -hmm. well, OK, then. yeah. So and that that would be my biggest thing, right? Because then Bruce Tim could have a field day because he's like, oh, this is HBO Max. We could show Harley titties like, you know, or something like that. And I feel like if that's the case, it will no longer be 
Batman the animated series yeah. will be that stupid Harley Quinn exactly thing that they did a couple years back and that was horrible. Yeah. So I'm very curious on what they would do if they were like if they had somebody come in and be like we're keeping this like very clear. I mean then again I would hope that Bruce Tim is like all right we're recapturing the magic here. So we have to go back to that. Like we have our limits. We're not going to do this. Um, and if Deanie's maybe writing like half of them or at least being like the writing director on it or something, I would be, I'd be down with it. Um, if, I'm excited. What if they do like, well, I don't know if it's a revival, then I would assume that it's with that story. I was yeah. kind of thinking of like, what if they do the Batman animated series, but like connected in the young justice universe, would you be okay with something like that or no? I, the Young Justice universe is too different. I like it. I love that universe, but it's not Batman the Animated Series. Batman the Animated Series, I mean, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, I feel like there's not another show that has that aura of that because it's so different. Drawn on black paper, the way it's just... Well, no, like, I, I can totally told. agree with you because even like in the years that came after with Superman the Animated Series, like... I love Superman the Animated Series. I watched Superman the Animated Series long before I even like touched Batman the Animated Series. I'm watching mm -hmm. Batman the Animated Series for the first time in full continuity right now. Like yeah. I watched it as a kid, yeah, for sure. But I watched Superman the Animated Series before. And it is literally the other side of the coin mm -hmm. for Superman. Um, when whenever you're talking about Batman. And it's just it's awesome. Like even yeah. when you go as dark as like freaking the mask of the phantasm because mm -hmm. that's set in that universe or yeah. sub-zero you know those were like a whole different form of freaking storytelling when it comes to animated batman stuff so yeah i i totally agree with you yeah i would love because if you are going to be bringing that back 10 episodes max i think you know keep it around harley quinn levels i think yeah. maybe 10 episodes uh, even if they are 30 minutes, uh, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, and maybe that you break it up into maybe you do 20 episodes, but that's one season, two seasons, you know, kind of mm -hmm. like Harley did. And then build to a movie every like third Ooh. season. I like, can totally see that happening. That'd be cool. Because I, think that'd I, be cool. I, I think that they were so um, successful, like I said, mm -hmm. with, with Sub-Zero and, and Mask of the Phantasm. I think they could be confident enough to even say, hey, we're going to have a simultaneous release. Yeah. Movies and HBO Max. Yeah. So if you want to watch it in the theater, you can. And the fandom is easy. so big now and everybody loves Phantasm. Like it's a cult classic, just mm -hmm. even if you never watched it in theaters. And, you know, the people that actually got to see it in theaters are like, I actually saw that in theaters. You know, it was actually really cool. Like, mm -hmm. You know, you hear comic fans always talk about that shit. The old guys. I hear it on podcasts all the time. Like, oh, yeah, we were at Comic-Con and uh, Fast Phantasm came out. and Nobody was even in a theater like and they just like hark on it all the time. So I would love to see something like that. I think it would be amazing. And if they do it right, I think that would be a knockout of the park because I've said this for so long. And even when it was on DC Universe, why are they not pushing out more animated content? That is where they reign supreme. Marvel cannot even come close to DC and animated. Like they, they're better in movies, but animated, fuck no. You are, what has Marvel ever made that's good? Like, you know, I love the X Men, 
but it was kind well, of all well, over the place. Don't get me wrong. No. So for a while, they actually had an animated universe, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a string of animated movies. Um, they had a Doctor Strange one. They had an Iron Man one. They had a Hulk versus Wolverine, Hulk versus Thor. Like yeah. those were some of the greatest animated movies Marvel had done. And they're like, yeah, we're kind of tired of these. Mm-hmm. And people were mad because they were trying to keep up with DC and yeah. they just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I, I will admit, like seeing the Wolverine Hulk movie quite possibly was the best animated movie they could have put out there. Yeah. Um, freaking Deadpool ended up being a part of that one. It was hilarious. But like Marvel did have some great stuff, but they cut themselves at the knees with, you know, just saying, ah, I give up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that goes for the thing too. Is like, I didn't even know those existed to be honest. Yeah. Granted, I am a DC biased and I only really pay attention to DC, but I don't even watch all the DC animated stuff, but I still hear about it like on Twitter or whatever. Like they promote it. I didn't even know Marvel ones existed. Um, my Marvel classics are the X-Men, 90s X-Men, and Spider-Man. Yeah. That's it. I grew up on those. I will always love those. The, the, people consider the Holy Trinity to be Batman the Animated Series, X-Men, and Spider-Man. That is the yeah. Holy Trinity for classic cartoon, like superhero yeah. cartoons. Yeah. Fantastic intro songs. The you know Everybody knows those. They're, they're just fantastic. Um, and it's the only X-Men that gives me their actual fucking suits. Yep. That you know, because Marvel's not giving them to me in the MCU. So, or I should say Fox never gave them to me. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But anyways, I'm excited for Batman the Animated Series possible sequel. We should say that, that it's rumored that it's in the works, but a lot of people were covering this, so it could have some Yeah, light. and, you know, just today, John Glover, a.k.a. Uh, Lionel Luther, a.k.a um freaking uh wheelchair guy in shazam Mm -hmm. Uh, he voiced the riddler in the animated series he changed his profile picture on twitter to the riddler and so everybody's like oh my god it's happening it's happening but will hamill come back that if hamill comes back it's over It's, it's game over yeah if you bring back fucking conroy and hamill gg it's over like they're the greatest and i know they'll always say like this is our last one killing joke was the last one if you bring back the animated series they're in 100 percent. like Ooh, dude that's a good point would they bring it back with a different voice i i think people would hate it like uh, that would be oh uh, i can uh, uh. those guys are both still really good voice actors oh they are but like just uh, thinking of the animation yeah but having a different voice that yeah, you weird. can't that's weird yeah um although you will have to bring in tara strong for harley quinn because mm-hmm. she's the current longest running harley quinn at the moment and she's still killing it so yeah because um, arlene sorkin is retired as much as you would want her back she's retired mm-hmm. so she's not uh she hasn't picked up anything but yeah i'm excited but there are things that i worry about so you know that's just kind of how it is but i will fucking eat that shit up if it comes out so i'm excited uh, but we have a lot of comic books to talk about this week. Yes, I think we do. I don't even look. Let's just give our opinion on Dead Planet. Let's not even review it because I again, again, same as the first one. Yeah, ending went downhill super quick. There, yeah, I, it was nothing like I wanted it to be. No, like it, it I don't. Was, it was yeah. sour milk. It was sour milk. That's what it yeah. was. 
it was a letdown. I don't know what it is. It's very rare that comic book people knock it out of the park. And again, a lot of people are like, stop sucking on Tom King's knob. Well, you know what? He gives me satisfying endings. Like, I'm sorry. And it's, it's just very like, disappointing that with Tom Taylor, with Suicide Squad, and now this, mm-hmm. and the first one, they've all had dud endings. Like, yeah. he has good content. Does he write for Titans? Like... I'm just very like confused because the <laughs> Titans series sucks. You know, the show has terrible endings. Like is he a ghostwriter? Oh my god. Because damn. Um, look, we love Tom Taylor. He's an amazing writer. It's just his endings are I don't know if it's because he leaves them open-ended so he can continue writing or what it is, but dude, you can end a story well and then still come back. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. Um but yeah, this was very lackluster. The Constantine thing sucked. And who was talking the whole time? It was Zatanna. Zatanna's the narrator? Mm-hmm. That's what I was asking during this whole time that I was like hearing this. I was like, who the fuck is it? Is it Damien? Like, who's talking? No, it was it was Zatanna. Like, and I know you had like all the things that you wanted. You got the Super Sons together fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Constantine being a badass. But like... It didn't last. Like it was just yeah. a one-two punch. He's out. Like yeah. that was kind of not worth it. And then like he took Dead Man's power, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm just gonna kill Electrican." Like I mean, yeah. Electrican, but freaking Trigon. Like yeah. that was so stupid. It was just like, and the thing is, the one thing we bitch about a lot on this on this podcast is they said everything. They didn't show it. Mm-hmm. Like Zatanna's all like, he got all of this power and he did this and he did that. And then there's like him fighting. He's like, but it wasn't good enough. And blah, 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 blah. There was gods and there was this. And it's all like, all right, dude. Like I'm, they, I'm looking they, at it. He's did a long time ago, this whole idea that like John, because he's half human, he is actually stronger than, yeah. than Superman. And then like, but that day he, he held, he, he held his own against the devil. And I'm just like, Okay, but you didn't show him anything after that. Like, yeah, it was just like, oh, Constantine's gonna make him kill himself. Like, yeah, what? That's so stupid. Yeah, it was uh, very lackluster. They saved two billion people. Yay! They saved two billion people, but they forgot one thing: Superman is still eating the sun. Yeah, um, yeah, that's not... a big plot hole. Like, um, yeah, there was just a lot of random shit. You what? got in in two months. Deceased three, boom. Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Here's, here's, here's also a thing. Lois is still on Earth too as president. Yeah. What's going uh, on? Like, is there another digital first, or is there a digital first still going on? Um, uh, I don't think so. I still yeah. haven't read like the ending of that. I need to go back and read those. Yeah, I, I think I like missed like five of those. This was a series that I thought should have ended after the first one. The the villains one was kind of good just because it was three issues yeah and it was very short and you got to tell a good good villain story and it still took place during the first series yeah but i i wasn't on board with dead planet at the start i was like "Eh, this is just you know it's a cash grab i'm interested in reading it but again like i told you i felt like we didn't even get to see anything of the trinity like they should be the face of your book and this was more of a dark. Yeah, no, because because it was like uh, the Amazos, you know, were yeah. were were 
were made to fight the Justice League, but this wasn't their Justice League. And yeah. you saw the Trinity and you saw everybody else, but it's like, okay, this is the like maybe the second time we were seeing everybody fight. Like yeah. out of seven issues. Yeah. And you want to know that the thing I think the first story had that these other predecessors, well, I mean, the villains ones had it, but this one didn't really have character development. Mm-mm. And like the first one did like, oh man, when fucking, you know, Pa Kent, like that was like, oh God, like that was rough. And like, you got to go through those emotions and people were dying, but this one's just like, oh, and that, and that was the other thing. Like we got to see Pa Kent, but we didn't get to see the interaction of like John confronting Pa Kent. He like, you just saw him like all better. Like he was, he was, yeah, grown, you know, and, and I'm like, you're not getting to see anything happen. It's just like, boom, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, it was very uh anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, just a, just a big dud. I don't really think we need to say anything more about this. Um go read the first deceased though. That was phenomenal besides yeah. the ending. Besides the ending. Um uh, so yeah, there's uh all that for deceased. Now I kind of want to go in order from I mean, this is for me personally, uh from my least interested during the week to my most interested. Okay. Uh, the next one I thought was the next Batman was probably my next least interesting book compared to, I mean, they're, I think deceased and this one were on the same level personally. I don't know how you feel about it. Um, compared um, to the other ones. Well, I said this before we started recording, uh, nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. And this is two issues. Mm-hmm. We have two more and nothing has happened. Yeah. Uh, this one this is something I wanted to bring up with, and this is specifically with John Ridley. And we, I mentioned it that I hate this idea that our people of color characters are criminals or whatever, right? We already know Tim's a criminal. We know this. John Ridley is someone who I believe is probably wants to give people of color the spotlight, wants to do a lot of cool stuff. Why is he writing people of color? still in stereotypical ways why why doing that when i create a character that's a person of color i i know things that there are stereotypes but you don't lean into them you know what i mean and i feel like that's what this batman's doing you know what i mean and like just i don't know one thing that i just felt was really really stupid so we open up with with uh with jace Finding, yeah. uh, finding this dead body. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, there's a camera. And, and you're thinking, okay, he's going to find the footage. He's like, no time for stealth. And blows the fucking door open with yeah. freaking C4. And I'm like, you are not Batman. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. No time for stealth. You were not Batman. Like, yeah. Batman would have been able to do all of this and get out before like and i understand that he is not our batman that's the whole point of the story i understand it mm-hmm. but like you decide to use c4 to blow up the door but then during the fight you jump out of the window why couldn't you break the window yeah well he also says damn they're here 40 seconds early they're getting better you blew up the door why do you think they're there fast you made it very obvious um yeah so i agree with you nothing happened here um and you know what this is 
one of two times that we see this Batman this week, he was portrayed way better in a story in Nightwing than he oh, yeah. was in the it, Batman. You know, because because here, one thing that I also got annoyed with, he's like, oh, I got to burn this phone. I'll get in contact with you, just not on this line. And then, like, we see the whole, you know, uh, uh, mayor talk with his mother or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see him again on a different cell phone, whatever. And he's finished with the conversation. He's like, thanks. I might need it. I'm burning this phone. And I'm like, we yeah. don't need that. <laughs> like- who does, what is, who has burner phones? Criminals. And I'm just like, bro, why? And you want to know the little thing that pissed me off the most about this comic? Hmm. Can you guess it? There was something random in here with an object he throws. He called them shurikens when they're fucking batarangs. Okay. You're going to tell me he doesn't know that they're called batarangs when you're Batman? Out of all things, look, I hate oh, yeah, Batman, yeah. everything bat- after bat shit. Tinian killed that for me. I hate it. But batarangs are classic. You call them batarangs. Even if you're a normie on the street, you know it's called a batarang. If he if he is naming these things shurikens, why is he like he shouldn't be calling himself Batman? He should just be calling him something himself something else. Yeah, like shuriken man. Like I don't care. Like like, uh, I don't know, man. And like I understand. Like there's this other scene at the very end where like people are attacking him, and he's like, man, why can't there be? Uh, criminals who just like fear the batman anymore yeah and i'm like okay i kind of enjoyed that like that piece of dialogue was okay Mm -hmm. but we get this random story about this random dude getting killed by rich white people like Mm -hmm. and i understand it's because their daughter and then we get a to be continued because this asshole of a you know uh magistrate officer really wants to kill the batman i'm yeah. like okay this is generic like we we know that this is like the mission of the magistrate this should be a magistrate book not the next batman book yeah yeah for sure um also these these two it just does feel like rich white people uh said that like we just know that this guy killed our daughter you would think somebody who is a person of color would be like but do you got evidence? Because people of color are constantly locked up for shit that they said, we know. We know he did it. You know what I mean? You would think that he'd have a more leveled head. And, and like Ridley, tries, Ridley tries to be smart with like yeah. the whole thing that like, oh, I'm a, I'm an ex-con. I'm an ex-criminal. So like maybe he did deserve to die because that's something not Batman wouldn't do. But he's like, uh, but this is still Batman. So I have to write him as Batman. And yeah. so Jay says oh, well, this is still murder. Yeah. And I'm just like, you got to commit to one or the other. Yeah. I understand the struggle of this new person trying to be Batman, but his whole point is that he is not Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So you got to be different and you got to, you got to commit to something. Yeah. And I think that was the thing. Why? um, Oh, John Paul Valley, AKA uh, fuck. Oh my God. I'm, Asriel worked back in the day during the Bane series because he didn't follow Batman's rules. And it got to the point where Batman had to come back and beat his ass because he was like, you're out of control. Like it does look like in the dark detective Mm -hmm. base is going to be shown in that book. Yeah. 
Mariko Tamaki will probably write him better than Ridley will because yeah. that's what we have been seeing in these books. But maybe, you know, they're going to try. Like, I feel like they're going to have Jace beat the crap out of Bruce. That's what I feel like is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people aren't going to like that. They're going to be like, really? Because again, how is this guy so good? How did he get his suit? How did he do all of this stuff? I want to know that. I want that story. Why didn't we get that story right at the start? Like, you know what I mean? I, we could have easily got a one shot of how he became well, Batman before Future Not State. even that. So, like, we are getting all of these panels full of fluff. Yeah. And all of this nonsense could easily be filled with flashbacks on how he got the suit. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Every, yeah. That's all we could have gotten. But no. But no, we get this, like, random nonsense and like this whole thing is like oh are you sure it was the batman oh yeah oh the third time you punched me in the face i i made sure to look at him yeah what uh, i don't know um yeah ridley is he's becoming what i thought he was going to be you know what i mean how, how can somebody who wrote freaking uh shit i can't even remember the movie that he was nominated for selma is it selma well or selma. was it 12 days. No, I think it was Selma, right? I think it was Selma. I think he was nominated for both. Did he do both? Either way, he was nominated for an Oscar. Somebody that nom got nominated for an Oscar. And he's writing this. Them. Yeah. And I wonder, and this is my problem, right? And I'm not knocking him. Hey, I want to be nominated for an Oscar, so fucking good to you, Ridley. But I want to know if he is maybe read some certain source material, and he's like, oh, this is what people want. Or if he's like, oh, I got to kind of write this for kids. You know, like, I wonder if he's letting that get in his way. And that's what I worry about when people try to come in and write comics. Yeah. And I think that that's why, look, people that are fans of this can be either really good or really bad. I think Tom King is one of those people that shows you like, oh, that's a really good writer who loves the source material. Mm -hmm. But I think there's other people that grew up on like the animated series a la Sean Murphy. And he's like, this is good because it was in the animated series. And you're just like, no, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like we gushed over the animated series beforehand, but yeah. like we understand that like it's a product of its time. It should stay in its time. And if you're going to revive it, you need to keep that nostalgia. Yeah. But when you're creating a new story, don't try to just rip off everything that you saw as a kid. Yeah, for sure. Like make homages. Sure. Like call back to stuff. Sure. But when you just try to be like, that universe is my universe. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. And again, we're two issues into this. I do not give a shit about Jice. And I just fucking like, <laughs> why, why should I care about him? Right? Like you, you're not give. why is he Batman? Like, give me that already. Like, did he see a little girl get killed by a gang member or something? He's like, I could have saved her. And he, that's his motivation. Why is he doing this? I shouldn't have to wait. Am I going to get this in issue four? I issue three? Gonna, I think we're going to get it issue four. You usually get them in issue three. And the issue four is supposed to be the big buildup or climax. Which, bro, you could have been building this up where I could have cared about this. And then maybe he meets the person that killed the little girl. Not, I'm just making this up. You know what I mean? But well, little yeah, girls. Well, are and, and I understand that most people will be like, oh, well, you just need to understand that this is like a possible future. And this is just thrown into the story. Okay, I'm thrown into the story and I'm confused and I don't want to read it anymore, which means yeah. I'm not going to buy your comic. Exactly. Exactly. So, and you have a limited time. I will tell you this it's not a book that we're going to 
cover because it's not Batman related. I read Immortal Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. It involved a small piece of Batman in there. Oh, really? Is it yeah, good? He was a Force ghost. Huh? <laughs> what? Was, I don't know if it was Diana like imagining it or if it was yeah. legit his ghost like talking to her. Uh-huh. It, uh, she visited the Batcave, and you you can already tell like the Earth is dying or whatever. But, like, that's being thrown at the possible end of a story. Yeah. And I was still like, I want to read the next issue. Okay. See? And that's, like, how you do it, right? And the same thing with, like, uh, Superman uh, Worlds of War, which is the one that you don't want to read because it has, like, naked Superman or whatever. Yeah, it's got Superman in bondage. I'm just not not about it. Even that one that one didn't even focus on Superman until like the last few pages. Like you didn't Mm -hmm. see that particular Superman until like the last few pages. And I was still drawn to that more than I am this. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's two, I'm in two issues. I don't care about Tim. Honestly, the magistrate seems more interesting than Tim does. Yeah. You're making me like the villain here. And I fucking think these guys suck dick. Like compared to all the other shit I've read about them and all the other stories. Here's the thing. So we we the one thing that I'm realizing with a magistrate, there's like lower tiers. So yeah. like you you have these like foot soldiers, then you have the peacekeepers, and then you have like the high lieutenants and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I want to know about that because everything else is kind of boring as shit. Yeah. Yeah, because I keep hearing about a peacekeeper one, but I want to know about one through twelve, like, you know, or the other ones that are there. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm interested in the magistrate just because they're so connected to every other story, and they're more intriguing than this Batman. And, and also, I have the other Batman to care about, yeah. so I don't have to care about this one. Also, after reading Nightwing, I care way more about Nightwing right now too because he's awesome. Yeah, he is. So, like, he he is. I will say this, and I think we should go ahead and move on to that one if it's. Yeah, possible. I'm done. I'm done. Is that the next one that's on your list, or? Uh, I I liked Nightwing and Catwoman the same. Personally, they're very different, but I enjoyed both of them. Okay, cool. So let's go ahead and talk about Nightwing. Dick Grayson is the one thing he never wanted to be. Yeah. He's Bruce. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like, yeah. It, like, you, you kind of got like this weird vibe with him in the very beginning. And it's like, okay, something's definitely off. And then, of course, you see that his, his bat cave, his, his bird nest, whatever you want yeah. to call it, is in Arkham Asylum and the way he talks is 100% Batman at the last line of defense. Yeah. And it, it is so cool. Yeah. And it's funny cause I pretty sure I mentioned this in the last uh, podcast. I'm not a fan of his old looking suit, but with it merged with the Nightwing suit, I actually like, and it's more tactical. I'm like, that looks kind of cool. I don't like the chin strap though. I don't like that, but the other stuff I like. I like the way the suit is laid out more tactically. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, this was badass, man. Like he broke somebody's femur. Like I was like, oh, that's Batman. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, dude, he. Because even there's the sniper even says he's like, you're different. Like you're not as friendly as you once were. Yeah. And that kind of pisses him off. And that's when he like freaking throws his baton at him. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck. Like, there was this one badass moment where he just finishes saving somebody, and this guy's like, "Oh man, you're so great. Can I give you a hug?" And he's all like, "You're playing this a little too hard." And so he already knows the mannerisms of like a double agent. 
and he's all like yeah and then he like beats this guy's ass and he's like what does your wife have and she's like knives and i'm like oh that was a badass batman moment like you know what i mean like it's and a lot of people like did never gave dick grayson a chance as batman but he has some great stories oh yeah like i i love dick grayson as batman yeah. um you know i made the joke you know early early on in this podcast that dick grayson is the best batman um which I mean, to each to his own at that point. But this is legit. Like he, like we have seen so many stories, and there's precedence in even the animated series. Mm-hmm. This is what Dick Grayson never wanted, and he's yeah. forced upon it because of the world that they live in. Mm-hmm. And I dig it. Yeah, and I, he's not Batman, and he says there's only ever one Batman, and I like that. Yeah, you know because. It's again, I think the reason why Batman is such a popular character is because he's relatable. He is a man amongst gods. And I think humans have this ability of wanting to be a god. As as egotistical as that sound, people want to be able to live on past their death. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And hearing that only one person could ever be Batman is so human. Just saying like there's only one you. You know what I mean? So hearing Dick Grayson say that about Bruce is fucking awesome. And we get like a small glimpse of the resistance. Yeah. The Barbara mm-hmm. and like a really weird cow, but I kind of dig it. Yeah. Um, but if you look close enough at the computer, we see Huntress, we see Two-Face. Yeah. So Two-Face could actually be a double agent. Or, or he could be working with the Arkham Knight, remember? He could be working. So, yeah. Or yeah, Nightwing could be a part of Arkham Knight's like, army yeah. for the resistance which i think is also a really cool idea because sure. we all know that arkham knight is a little bit twisted but she's not evil yeah so i think that plays out very very well and we get this small interaction between jace yeah and the- oh, you're gonna miss out on the uh super double standard sexy sour shower scene like come up we gotta make a big deal about it <laughs> well, this was actually um uh the black and white of this was actually shared by nicola scott oh yeah yeah and she was uh yeah the art in here is amazing by the way people yeah, i absolutely love it um i love this nine panel grid between um dick grayson and you don't really know who it is until you realize oh it's batman mm-hmm. but jace like the color scheme and the art when you see batman you're like yeah fuck that's batman yeah and it's cool but even dude another bruce wayne moment he's like mm-hmm. oh nice to meet you so uh, people call me batman and yeah. and he like electrocutes him from the freaking floor it's awesome. yeah yeah, I'm pretty sure if I were to go on Twitter and go to Dick Grayson fandoms, everybody was probably like, there's no way that towel stayed on. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you guys look at this nine panel, frame, he just gets out of the shower, puts a towel on and is full blown fighting mode. And that towel stays on. So I know there's going to be some fucking fandom drawings of that later. Um, but yeah, so there is this super Batman moment and Dick Grayson ties up uh, Jice um and he looks awesome like he looks up awesome tied up and they have this conversation he's like so did you look under my cow and all this stuff like he's accusing him he's like do you know who i am now and dick grayson's like look i'm pretty big on privacy like i don't need to do that you know what i mean you're you 
Yeah. And I thought that was awesome. And Bruce is somebody that does that too, unless mm-hmm. you're like a hardcore villain, but he doesn't unmask superheroes. So um, I thought that was really cool. And then you, we start getting, again, this is funny because I completely forgot about this. I was mentioning saving a little girl and I forgot this actually happened in this fucking book. Yeah. Like Tim or not Tim, well, technically it is Tim, but Jice has a reason here for doing Batman shit. And it's because he came across this little girl. Uh, she was tied up. He saves her. And then he, she's dead now. And he's like, it's the magistrate. And I want to know why. Now he's already Batman when this happens. But he feels she died because she came in contact. Because he saved her. And they're like, anything to do with Batman, you're yeah. dead. Yeah. And I thought that, that is good. I am interested. He's motivated. But even more badass is freaking nightwing figures out oh you know we have visitors Mm -hmm. and jace is like okay well what do we do he's like oh well i know who they are because i led them here he's like he's like yeah they shot me with this little thing has a a nanotech gps he's like why would you do that and basically nightwing says because i'm fucking tired of waiting yeah we're gonna fucking go to war and i'm like oh shit yeah this only has one more issue, and I think this is the most anticipated one for me. Yeah, no, it's badass. Like, there is, like, an army outside of Arkham, and we're probably going to get Ben Affleck's movie in this fucking issue. Dude, <laughs> He's going to through so Arkham. Fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. And, and, and it has, like, the final page of this issue has a Batman panel. Like, it is literally Dick Grayson pissed off with a mad face, and he's like, because I'm done. Like, that is such a Batman panel. And it looks like you could just write a put a cowl over that. It's Batman. Yeah. And um, and it sucks because this just gives you another reason on why the fuck is Tim Batman? Because it should be Dick Grayson. Yeah. Um, But it is what it is. This was the first Future State book I've read that I really enjoyed. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about another one. I might actually like head out and like tomorrow, like grab this book. Like, yeah, I need I need to go pick up my books, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if I picked this one up too. Um, but because yeah, I have I got to go pick up Batcat, but uh, and Rorschach. But yeah, that was the first like I wasn't expecting anything from that book, and I was just like, that was awesome. Uh, moving on to another Future State book, which is Catwoman. This one, I don't was this written by Ram or no? This book was in fact it just says v on it so i'm assuming it's rampy rampy and uh otto schmidt did this but the art for the cover page is uh liam sharp and germ i love the art in this uh i love the way selena's drawn on that first page when she's wearing that big coat Mm -hmm. love her face there um this i really enjoyed for two reasons one selena's basically uh what's her face from the hunger games here yeah. uh she is leading a revolution and she even has like this cool little like hand symbol that they do mm-hmm. that kind of looks like a cat almost and i think it looks fucking awesome um if you like now do it. this this takes place several years from now so what you're seeing in possibly like detective like in batman now yeah like just a few more years and it's this yeah. like it's very early in the future state like 
universe or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And it would have to be from what we learn in this story, because Mm. Selena believes Bruce is dead. And we remember in Tynan's run, he's like, I'm going to give you a year to do whatever you need to do. Blah, 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 blah. So it might actually be like a little bit after dark detective. Yeah, maybe probably. Yeah. And it's very possible because I don't think they've met in that one yet. Mm. Uh, So we'll see. But I have said I'm I'm on board with Ram V as the Catwoman writer so far. I've enjoyed the story. He's been doing some stuff. But in this particular book, like I said, we got a Hunger Games kind of vibe at the start. Uh, Is this Cheshire, like the genuine Cheshire? Mm -hmm. She looks dope. And her teaming up with Catwoman seems like just a perfect. She had this really dope, like steampunk or cyberpunk freaking like mask. It looked awesome. So Cheshire's working with Catwoman. She's also working with her own like techie guy named Leon, I believe, or Leo. And she has this new suit that will let her get on top of this high-powered train. And she has a fucking Tron bike. Like, Yes, it it looks awesome. But the thing I have always said about Catwoman is give her heists. Have her do crazy shit because she that's what she does. She's Ocean's fucking Eleven. Like, she is a thief, and she should be able to do the craziest shit. And that's what Ram V does very well with her. Because she's having to get on a high-powered train that is like a bullet train, which moves insanely fast. So she needs a special suit, and she's got to save some people that are on there. They're like kids that are... And she has, like, an allotted amount of time to be able to do it. And I love, like, the panel progression of, like, oh, you you only have 15 minutes. Yeah. Nine minutes, you know? Things like that. And she has somebody on the inside that's going to cause a distraction and open a door for her. And, of course, she comes in right at the perfect time. She beats up the guy. And everybody's like, all right, Selena, what are you going to do? She's like, I'm going to clear out everybody in these cards. Like, you know, and they're like, how are we going to get off this train? She's like, you don't need to. I'm going to steal it. So I'm like, all right, cool. And so she's got to fight her way through all these trains. We start seeing a little bit of that footage. And she... This is what I texted Clay. I was like, there is only one character I feel like in the Batman universe that can get me out of a story. And it's this character that we found out today where she releases. So there's this little moment of there's, there's this like hardcore, like supervisor guy on the train. And he's like, nobody breaks into our shit, blah, blah. blah. And there's this other person. The council. I forget if they name it. Yeah. We'll just say the council. Somebody from this council is doing basically a performance evaluation. Mm-hmm. and he's all like oh yeah bring extra security guards because they they know catwoman's on board or there's been a breach and they're like send some more people and they're like the lady is like why is there more security guards in this particular one they're like we have somebody dangerous on board so we have extra security and it turns out to be onomatopoeia so like selena lets him out to like all right you can cause a distraction whatever she she doesn't think he's a threat and she's like you're the guy that only talks in sounds or whatever onomatopoeia is one of the most fucking annoying characters you can ever read. Because if you guys don't know what an onomatopoeia <laughs> is, it's just the sounds. It's just bang, like, boom, bam, like yeah. Batman 66. Like, yeah. think of that. It's all he does. So, like, he'll, like, if gloves come off, clank, bang, boom, doink, unk. like, he makes the noises. Like, he's literally saying the noises, and it's fucking annoying, and it's dumb, and it reminds me of Kevin Smith's stories that were awful. Yeah. And so like, I'm just like, it had to be this guy of all people. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just keep reading. 
So onomatopoeia, I will say it was cool that he did write his like logo on a t-shirt and put it over his face to and, fight. Yeah. That was cool. So I was like, all right, all right, that's kind of a badass. And like, so he fucks up these guards, Selena, you know, with Selena. And the cool thing here is they're like, these guys, the big supervisor guys, like, I'm going to go take care of this. And one of the guards is like, you should stay here, ma'am. Like, we got this under control. And she's like, do you really? And she stabs this security guard in the neck. And you're just like, what the fuck? And this lady removes her wig. And it's Talia. And we find out she's there to free a living Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And all I got to know is the next issue is called the Batcat Express. So either Batcat are fucking on this train or they're going to just like have a first reunion or whatever. But I live for it. And you just it it was good. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed both Catwoman and Nightwing. Yeah, I thought they were surprisingly awesome. written very, very well. Yeah. Um, and I'm very curious about I kind of want that writer that who wrote Future State for Nightwing. Fuck Tom Taylor. Bring him on. Um, this one was, uh, let's see here. Because I thought he, they were fantastic. I don't know if it was a man or, or a woman, but I would have loved to see them on more stuff. Andrew Constant. Yeah, never heard of him. But, uh, I thought those were very, very interesting stories. And like I said, we, I think we were kind of shitting on Future State last week. I did, hadn't read these and these are fantastic. I would mm-hmm. love to see more of these. Ram V has me excited for Catwoman. Because, again, uh, it gives me Ed Brubaker vibes. And Ed Brubaker had one of the best Catwoman runs, in my opinion. And so I'm down with Ram V going forward on Catwoman. Um, and then, yeah, Nightwing sucks. We're only getting one more issue now. Like, that kind of blows. But, you know, it is what it is. Now, uh, let's jump over to Rorschach. What did you think about Rorschach? I was telling Clay before this. I was falling asleep during this comic. Not because I didn't like it. It's because I was hella fucking tired and I was laying down reading this. But <laughs> what did you think about this issue? This was interesting. Um, of course, this is uh, told in the perspective of somebody who knew. Um, what was her name? Her name is. They call her the kid. She, he called her the kid. Yeah. Uh, the kind of circus whatever uh, yeah. act called. But her name was Laura Cummings. Yeah, Laura, Laura, that's yeah. what it is. Because um, I like her name was said like several issues before this. Yeah. But this is more so about learning more about her still. Mm-hmm. And I want to know why. Why is it so interested about Laura and not finding out who the other Rorschach is? Yeah. Because here's the thing we now know because of this issue that more than one person has worn that mask. And yeah. this is a callback to, of course, the HBO Max series or HBO series of Watchmen. We yeah. knew then that several people wore the mask at the same time because of the cult. Yeah. Here, it seems like Laura is convincing people mm-hmm. to wear this mask. Yeah. She's a manipulator. And that's weird. It's weird, but at the same time... Since we kind of know what this is in regards to, it's kind of showing how people in today's society are easily manipulated. Oh, yeah. To believe sure. a certain thing. But and my, my thing is, like, now you know 
that Rorschach is not the big bad in this book. Yeah. It's Laura. Yeah. Like and the, that- in the very beginning, we thought like, oh shit, like Rorschach's dead. Mm. Like, what is all this about? Like Rorschach is just a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, for sure. And that's part of the mystery, right? You're like, where's this going to go now? Is Laura the big bad? Or because there is this moment at the end where this guy who has essentially been brainwashed to be a Rorschach has this weird idea that all of the superheroes have been reincarnated into new people to fight off the squid powers or just fight off villains. Essentially. Which we know is not true. Yeah, we know that for a fact. But he believes it, which is the scary part. Yeah. you know and he's like uh he at the end the detective's like laura's dead and so is this other rorschach like you know that's just no one saved anybody and he's like ah he's like no he's like laura's gonna come back don't don't you worry like she'll be back everybody the new heroes will be back don't worry she'll find a way but and also, it's just because we just got past a very clean inauguration thank god mm-hmm. is this an a euphemism for republicans or i wouldn't say republicans but trump supporters yeah believing that nothing bad could ever happen to trump oh i think 100 percent. i mean it was funny because today there was like a big article that came out there some big thing of this former trump supporter like in tears crying how they were brainwashed the, or whatever the video has been going around i haven't watched it yet yeah apparently it started on tiktok yeah and it's like this big thing about like i was lied to i was brainwashed whatever and it's like well we've been trying to tell you that for four fucking years like you know what i mean but it's that kind of thing right that's what we're dealing with here and i will say that's when i got really like oh like my eyes perked up when we when i saw that in this book i was like Oh, shit. I was like, that's a very interesting way. Instead of doing the like, oh, Rorschach came back to life and Rorschach was wished back by the Dragon Balls. Like, you know, like all of that kind of shit we get in comic books. But they're going a very logical way of like, this is just brainwashed people doing fucked up shit. I was like, it's so simple, but so intriguing. Especially when you can, again, how it works in comics and how you build emotional connections you can relate it to something. And so I was just like, I'm hella intrigued now. Because, let's not forget, the DNA results from issue one said Walter Koufax. Yes. So we still need to solve that mystery of, like, did they get DNA evidence from somebody else? Or, like, what's happening there? So is this Laura chick, like, some hardcore mastermind that was obsessed with Rorschach? Was her daddy obsessed with Rorschach? Like, but I feel like that would have been said in the last issue because the yeah. last issue was completely about her father. I agree. I feel like it would have played a really big part. Now yeah. we did get very like hardcore vibes of that mm-hmm. with how they were raising her and the children of the South or whatever. For sure. But we now, never got confirmation. What could happen is because there is a point in this book when this guy who has been brainwashed by Laura says she kind of disappeared for a while. So what if she disappeared, learned this secret about Rorschach maybe, and that's when she came back and came up with her master plan? Oh, no. I think she disappeared to manipulate another Rorschach somewhere else. 
that's very possible like i think I, th- I think that she was like okay i clearly got this person thinking that he is rorschach mm-hmm. now on to my next victim he yeah. can cause however much chaos here now it's somebody else's turn. oh yeah yeah she could easily be just creating the cult of rorschach you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and it's just like we've seen a la january 6th you brainwash enough people, you can make some crazy shit happen. Yeah. And it, it is very eerie that this book is about a an attempted an attempted assassination on a president with the inauguration. There was a lot of scary shit going on. A lot of people were like, oh, this might happen. We got security, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's very, very coincidentally and just odd. Yeah, like very crazy. ominous. Ominously, like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But again, um, the book itself, I, I'm intrigued in the story. And it is that classic idea of what you, that one podcast you sent me, right? With the Power Rangers writer of saying how Tom King is so good about telling an overall story, but each issue is a story in itself. Mm-hmm. And so we learned about this random guy that we have never seen before about how he was brainwashed into becoming a Rorschach. And that is a single it, story yeah, by it, itself. Like you learn how he met her yeah what they did what he did as a result and where he ended up like that one full story Mm -hmm. full stop and it makes total sense and it still leaves you left open to be like oh shit there's still freaking what not no eight issues of this Mm -hmm. another eight months yeah, random fact that has nothing to do with this, but Strange Adventures is now bi-monthly. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, man, they, they like, moved it up? Well, I think Tom King was talking about it on the podcast because people were like, hey, is something going on with Strange Adventures? It's not in the solicits. And um, Tom King kind of mentioned, like, hey, you know, these artists have lives and, like, a lot of craziness is going on and blah, blah, blah. He was like, but also... I think he took the blame for it. He was like, blame me because we're trying to make the best product possible. So we're giving the artist the times and we're making sure this is the best story we can make. Um, because, you know, they, a lot of artists say this, but I think Tom King and Mitch like are one of those people that truly believe this is a story that will be read for decades going forward, you know? Mm-hmm. So they want to make it the best they can do. And I think a lot of writers should have that mindset. But um, yeah, so it's now bi-monthly. So we won't have a Strange Adventures probably till march maybe no no we have one next week oh do we so then yeah then march after that then. Mm-hmm. so and i think that's only like four issues after that maybe maybe yeah. three so i'm not too well, sure i but. think this issue next week is issue eight yeah but um so i wouldn't say expect that with this story but there was already before this even launched six issues were done yeah. so you might not have to worry about this with this one but um yeah again this was great. Like I've enjoyed this story. It's a breath of fresh air to read something different that isn't Batman, mm-hmm. but it's still written by Tom King. It's all, I know a lot of people are like this isn't Batman, but you know we cover it because of Tom King. Yep. Um, but yeah, I thought this was phenomenal. I'm very interested to see where this is going to go, and to see if it is going to keep playing into what very much seems like the HBO Max series, and if we're going to get an HBO Max series again with the Watchmen. I'm very intrigued by that. I hope so. Um, yeah, because I think it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, so I thought that was fan- that was awesome. But now on to Batcat. What did you think of issue two? This was interesting. Um, 
I don't know if I liked it. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Mainly Is it because of the ending or the overall? Mainly because of the ending. But um, of course, we leave off with the, uh, or we start off with the, you know, the interaction of old man Joker and mm-hmm. old lady Selena. Yeah. But we do get the backstory of like the little tidbits that we were getting in the prior issue. So the whole thing with uh, Catwoman and Joker um, being in the in that guy's room, I can't remember his name. Um, with the oh, yeah, yeah. with the lion pendant and like mm-hmm. how that's a lie that Selena is still holding on to, mm-hmm. and yeah. that was very surprising. Like I legitimately thought she was gonna say yes mm-hmm. when when he asked her, he confronted her. But I yeah, feel like Batman knows he just knows he he knows, and and that's totally something that I think Tom King gets. Yeah, is just like. We have seen in his run where, like, he knows that she stole stuff, but then, like, he would return it and, like, they would play this game. Like, that was the point of their relationship in Tom King's run. And so he straight up asks her, like, did you take it? Because I know it's a cat. I know Mm -hmm. it's a lion. Like, did you take it? And she gets, like, really close to him and says, no. Yeah. And, uh, we also get, of course, we don't get too many threads like we did last time. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that, uh, whatchamacallit, who's it? Uh, freaking uh, Phantasm is mm-hmm. going after people who are connected to the Joker. Yeah. And eventually the Joker even like goes to Batman and Catwoman using the, um, the bat signal. Yeah. And, and the, that is her mo, right? Like that's what Phantasm was about. She went after everybody that hurt her father, so now she's going after everybody that hurt her son. So like her mo is to kill people that hurt her family. Yeah. So I like that. I homage. love. I love how Bruce is like, "Hey, the bat signal is in a different angle." We yeah, dude. Yeah, that was a nice little touch. Um, we get Porky's. We know that's a big thing that Tom King loves to put in his comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I applaud that. Like for somebody to keep up something small like that as continuity. If you guys don't know what this reference is, Tom King did a Batman slash Elmer Fudd story that he won an Eisner for. And it was basically a realism, like a realistic telling of Elmer Fudd in the DC universe. And they would go to this bar called Porky's. And it's supposed to be, um, oh, what's his real name? Like the pig's name in in Looney Tunes. Um, Porky Pig. But, oh, yeah. No shit. Uh, so simple. God damn it. <laughs> um, but Porky, <laughs> uh, sorry, man. But that's what the reference is, too. Because like it, that was the bar. It was Porky's. And if you look at the character, he's like this round-looking character that's just like, eh. Yeah, and he stutters just like Porky Pig. Yeah, so but, cool little reference there. You know, eventually that the person who did the bat signal was Joker and he's pleading to Batman. He's like, the phantasm is back and she's trying to get me. Yeah. Um, and we get at the very end, the very the very last page is well, before we get there, um, Joker is like, Oh, like, do you want something to drink? Like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, here's this. I don't have any ice. Do you want ice? And she's like, Yes, go get some ice for me. And we see that there's a gun in the freezer. And so he's coming back with a gun. He's like, oh, I have your water with ice. And he like shoots the yeah. thing. I was like, that's totally Joker. Yeah. I kind of love it. Well, like, even though he's like an old man. 
for sure. Uh, I love that this is also like a different variation of another scene that Joker did with the wedding invitation. That was a big oh, scene yeah. when he put it through the door. Like Playman does these amazing panels with Joker's crazy face yeah. and that same revolver that he always uses, which is cool. Yeah. But yeah, very classic Joker thing. But the ending of this book is like Selena actually did not get shot. She was behind him, yeah. knocked him to the ground and takes off her glove. She has these long ass nails and slices his throat. Yeah. And then he falls down with a pool of blood and it says to be continued. I kind of wanted this to be the ending of the series. You think so? Like if we would have gotten this at the end of issue 12. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, Mm -hmm. and not even know what the consequences are of that. I think that would have been a better and now I don't know, I say better ending, but I don't know yeah. what the true ending of this is. Yeah, we still got 10 issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I, it, like, I loved everything else, but the ending was just like, ooh, I don't know. I can feel that. I understand that perspective. Uh, one thing I want to point out, did you notice how, like, every page ends with the two and, like, the door opening? It, do you pay attention at the very start when they show the mansion that there's 12 windows? For each issue. I don't know if you paid attention to that. Like I, I see it, but I didn't notice any like intense details. So like. Yeah. So like if you go to the very first uh, page when it has the mansion, like the first one was silent night. The second window is up on the housetop. Mm-hmm. And then there's 12 more windows. Cause they skipped the middle one at the very top. But then again, that middle one at the very top could be like the bonus issue we're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. So there's 13 windows. So I think that's how every issue is going to play out. Yeah. And then they all end with a particular door opening with a character in it. So I think that'll be pretty interesting to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I I wasn't upset with the the killing thing because I think this does need to be a phantasm book. And if we keep pushing the Joker, then it's going to be like, what's going to happen with Joker? Like he becomes the book. You know what I mean? So I don't mind the Joker getting KO'd here. I still think he's going to be in the book because obviously she's chasing him down. And I want to see how she didn't kill him and like how she's not the one that's like getting this victory here and why Selena's so scorn on doing it for her, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, Does Joker kill Phantasm? Like that would be crazy. Um, So like I'm still extremely intrigued by it, but I totally see your point. That would be kind of cool if that's just how it ended. But then again, this conversation would have went on for 12 issues and that would have been like a CW fucking moment. And I'm just like, that's too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but I enjoyed the interactions between old Selena and Joker. Like it just felt like they've known each other for so long. Like she knew his tricks and everything. She's still quick enough to get behind him. Um, And like, yeah, I thought this was cool. There was some amazing art in this and I'm intrigued to see what the turmoil is going to be or what the fallout's going to be of Batman knows she's lying. So like, when is this going to explode? You know? Yeah. And like, is that going to, is that going to be the moment where they're like, we're not, we're not working on shit together right now. And he's going to try to go after phantasm. She's going to go out on her own. And then there's going to be the big makeup moment. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if that Tom King's writing that. So I'm very intrigued by that, but I love what Joker was doing in here. Like, 
giving himself up to get protection. You know, I'm interested to see where that's going to go. Uh, what kind of crazy plan he has, or maybe he's going to be whispering in Batman's ear. Like, mm -hmm. I know something you don't know. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I'm intrigued. I'm hella intrigued. Obviously Clayman's art fucking phenomenal in here. Um, those up close shots of Selena, like with her sunglasses on. Oh, great. We all know you like the one of the. Oh, the ass shot. It is literally <laughs> my back, my back of my phone. Like it is literally there. Of course. Love that. But that's that the shading, everything gave me, um, oh my God, Libra Mayhu vibes. Like Libra Mayhu yeah. does like really amazing shading with that kind of uh, jacket and stuff he does, you know? So I thought that was really cool, but uh, I'm enjoying this man. Like it's again, we've been joking around about it for a long time, but it's nice to have good Batman stories. And granted, we just got some good side character Batman stories with Nightwing and Catwoman. So this is probably one of the first weeks in a really long time where we're super positive. <laughs> yeah. For real. No, it's it's totally true. Yeah. And we still have now we do have Dark Detective two, three, and four still. Yeah. We we dug the first issue. It you know, it it had its flaws. Mm -hmm. Um some dialogue was bad, but yeah, you know. But we're hoping we're hoping for the best with that, you know? Yeah. Um I don't think Future State will be what I was hoping that it would be back yeah. you know back when it was first announced, but we still have a month of it, and then we'll see what happens in March. Yeah, I would be intrigued to get a digital first that continues Nightwing. That would be yeah. kind of cool, but only if Bruce is not found yet. Because I think Nightwing changes if he realizes Bruce is alive. Oh, yeah. And and I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen at the end of that book, unfortunately. You know, maybe Nightwing's going to get cornered and he's like, this is the end game. And then fucking Batman shows up and saves him and he's probably going to have like a I can't believe you're alive moment. You know what I mean? Oh, um, no, I don't think that at all. No? I think I think this will be like the Dark Knight Returns of Nightwing. Hmm. I'd be interested to see that. But knowing that Catwoman's doing it in a book and he's alive in a bunch of other books just makes me think that, like, all right. Then again, if Nightwing and Catwoman are going on at the same time, then we're realizing he's trapped. So I don't know how far Nightwing's into the future. You know what I mean? That's the one one of my biggest gripes well, about this story well, or this that's series. The one, that's, yeah, that's the one thing I don't like about Future State. What they should do is they should be they should have, like, in the very first few pages or the very first page when you mm -hmm. open this book, it should have a timeline and it should have like, like just a, just a one line. And it has like the little like line to show you where each book is and yeah. then in larger letters, because it's the Nightwing book. It has it more in bold. Yeah. So that way you can tell, okay, we're reading this. It's this year. Okay. Okay. I, I understand where we are. Let's move forward. Yeah, for sure. I would agree. That would work out. Either way, even though it's not perfect, um, solid week of comic book reading. And I read five of these stories today. So I was like, oh, not bad. Um, we didn't cover the second two stories in the next Batman. Nothing happened. Mm. It was a Cassandra Kane and Stephanie Brown story. Didn't seem like anything important happened. They got their suits or something like that. And then wow. a Poison Ivy Catwoman story. Yeah, but I just hate that as an Amanda Connor, right? I hate like that it. art style. I, it's too bubbly and goofy for me. Yeah, like, I just don't I mean, like at it. At the very end, Catwoman got shot. 
Did she? I didn't even yeah. see that. Yeah, she got shot by the magistrate. And okay. she's like laying in her own blood at the very end. Yeah, she just looked like they're drawn like children in that book. I feel mm-hmm. like she should be on the teen books. Um, I you're on a Teen Titans. Yeah. You'll go with that or Young Justice. Yeah, but um, I just I cannot get into that art style. It's that's like Ram V for me. Not Ram V, um, fucking what's his face? Um, you know, uh, fucking Dark Knight's old man guy. Um, fuck, what's Miller? his name? We, huh? No, not worked with Miller or worked with the artist dad. Son, oh, uh, Jr. Jr. John yes. Romita Jr. Yeah. There you go, Ramita Jr. Yeah, that that also turns me off immediately. So that's why mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not reading these other two. I'm just reading the next Batman. But um, overall, I thought this was fantastic week of comics and really good Batman news. I feel like we haven't had that in a really long time. How have we not got Batman movie news? Like, for real? Yeah, no. Like, it's insane. Oh, there was some one thing that um, it wasn't really a big thing to cover. But James Gunn did say, like, the they're almost he's almost 100 percent completely done with Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And he told everybody to be patient with the trailer. Yeah. Like, so. It's coming in fandom like yeah we're gonna yeah. get another fandom and we'll see it then oh oh wait it comes out before fandom doesn't it does it doesn't it come out like early august well i thought fandom was in the summer no fandom was in august because it was after comic-con when comic-con was supposed to happen oh that's true so unless they're gonna do fandom earlier mm-hmm. but um yeah either way it's just something you said but uh clay i believe you have some announcements yes so um do with the new life change that i am currently in um fanboy comics podcast is going to be on a hiatus so um i may try to do some volume reviews every other wednesday or so it really depends on you know what time that i have um but i will not be putting out my solo show uh, for the time being. Um, right now, I am starting school, and me and my wife are creating an online Etsy shop, and that's probably where most of my time will be throughout the day. Um, and But I will still be on uh, all the other shows that I'm a part of. This one, Batman News Weekly, Comic Book Legion, um, Weird Science Marvel Podcast, and as well as the Ranger Alliance Podcast, which is a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. So go check those shows out. Of course, they will be in the link tree. But yeah, uh, as of right now, the manga reading I am still enjoying every week. But as far as reviewing it, I will not be doing it for, you know, any time in the future until I can really get like once the shop gets like really set and, you know, it becomes its own machine or whatever. I feel like I'll have more time to do that stuff. But until then, it needs to be like 100 percent focused on the Etsy shop. For sure. For sure. Yeah, you definitely got to cut some things out. Um, but yeah, totally cool with that, man. Good. Best of luck there. Uh, live streaming, though? You didn't mention that? Oh, yeah, I am live streaming and I hate it uh, <laughs> because I like I don't think you were a part of the the second one too much. But I I was I had it open, but I was playing PUBG. So yeah. you were muted. So. Yeah. So there at one point, I forgot what happened. But um, I actually like stopped. I pressed paused and like I had to like sit and breathe for a while. I, I was just like, I hate this game. I hate this game. Yeah. And people, if you don't know, I'm playing Until Dawn. I know it's not like that scary of a game. I'm just a complete bitch whenever it comes to scary games. Um, so freaking like 
I had to choose the other day of like, what is the, what fear, like, what am I afraid of? And it was like the clown, the snake, the gore, the clown, the snake, the gore. And it kept on asking me. And then my friend was like, oh, by the way, you just chose like the three things that are going to show up in the, in the game. (laughs) Son of a bitch. And like, oh, do you know what it was? It was the clown. The clown dude showed up in, in last night's stream. And I was just like, fuck this yeah fuck this so yeah it's uh that i don't have like a set schedule or anything um i feel like a lot more people are more entertained if i do it at night though so i'll just be randomly tweeting out uh when i will be playing so make sure to follow me on twitter um and i will tweet it out whenever i feel in the mood so just be on the lookout yeah if you're not in my discord you guys go just join my discord it is now open to other people uh, you can check. I don't have that in my link tree, but you can just come to buy my stream, which you should definitely do that because we stream every Monday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Twitch at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time and on Tuesdays over on my gaming channel at 5 Central Standard Time. Um, and I have links to the Discord there. If you join the Discord, we have a community section and Clay usually posts yeah. in the community section. So you guys can definitely go check out there. And if you want to talk about the podcast, that's the best place to actually talk about us talk to the podcast about us because uh, we have a comic section. We have a movie section. You can definitely talk about whatever there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely do that. Of course I am popping out five. I'm popping out more than 10 videos a week this week, particularly. Um, I just covered resident evil eight today on the gaming channel. Been putting out PUBG content, the reaction channel. I am now putting out s- almost seven videos a week because I have a select day for Warhammer and SCP content now. So I'm putting out way more content. Definitely go subscribe to both of those. Uh, once I have both of those solidified, I'm trying to get TikTok content out. So I got a lot of stuff coming out. You guys can just go check out my link tree, follow everything. I'm posting other stuff all over the place. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys enjoyed this positive Batman News Weekly show for the most part. Um, but as always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. <laughs> Batman! News Weekly!